It's no secret the pandemic really put a shutdown on a lot of businesses all around the world. Most people were forced to stay put and figure out how to continue doing business from home. But what if your entire business model is based on people getting out and traveling? Well, on this episode of Added Up, I sit with my very good friend, Jeff Morris, who is the Chief Marketing Officer for the West Hollywood Travel and Tourism Board. Jeff talks about the ins and outs of tourism and what he had to do to navigate his organization through a worldwide pandemic. No business was hurt harder than the tourism and hospitality industry, obviously. Yeah. Hotels closed altogether. I mean, nobody, nobody was going anywhere. He also reminds us of the enormous magnitude this tiny little town has on the world. West Hollywood is only two square miles. It's a postage stamp sized town and it packs some of the most iconic clubs, restaurants, galleries, and hotels known the world over. So kick back, listen up, and let's get our tourism on with Jeff Morris. I just started, you know, we, we started at the agency together and I always, that's such a fond memory back in the day. I, you know, that was a real sweet spot for me back in 2000. It was my first job in an agency and I loved everybody that I worked with. And funnily enough, like, I don't think you and I were like, each other's favorite person. <laughs> but uh, after we got to know each other, obviously that changed. And uh, here we are still 22 years later. That is really funny. Isn't that crazy? After all those years. After all those years. Yeah. No, you yeah. were not my favorite either. And, Had you told you know, me in 2000, <laughs> hey, right. uh, in 22 years from now, you guys are going to be really good friends. You're going to do a podcast together. I would be like, what are you smoking? Yeah. That ain't happening. Yeah. Not this guy. Yeah, I agree. But how did you get into advertising? How did that How did that get you into the agency That's world? Hard. Do you know this story? I don't really. I, I, I'm sure you've told me years ago. Yeah. But I had gone to work then for a, produ uh, a commercial production company yeah. in San Diego, which is where I met the owners of the agency that I was with for so long. And they were clients of mine. So I would help produce their commercials for them. Right. And they basically were, were a client. That production company went out of business. When it went out of business, I was like, I guess I'll just keep doing this kind of as a freelance guy. I uh, So they were a client of mine until eventually it was busy enough. I just was like, why don't I just work with you? And what was the capacity? You, you came on as an agency producer? Or? At the time, you know, they weren't really an agency, to be honest with you. They were, uh, they were kind of a husband and wife team who uh -huh. were like on-camera talent. So they were on-camera talent and they had a couple of clients that they would go on camera with and produce and, and do commercials. So I would produce their commercials. So that's how I kind of came on to work with them is just kind of coordinating all of that stuff. After a short period of time, we decided, you know what? We should really be an ad agency. This is really what we're doing. We're creating commercials. Mm -hmm. And so we ended up hiring a media buyer, kind of blown out the whole system, pitched a few clients and won them. And that kind of started everything. So it really started more as a production company. So you were with them at the very beginning. Yeah. Well, from the very beginning of an ad agency. From, uh, gotcha. Know, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so you helped kind of create that whole system. And Yeah. I don't even remember what year it was. It must have been like 1990. And Alpha Beta Supermarkets uh -huh. had just been sold to an investor company called Ukaipa, which okay. was own, owned by Ron Burkle. Right. And Ron Burkle at the time was a young dude, super smart, and just wanted to shake things up in the supermarket industry. <laughs> so, you know, he met us and we were young like him uh -huh. at the time. Uh -huh. And he was like, I'm going to give these guys a shot at it. So we were pitching against huge agencies wow. and, and um, you know, a little bit out of our league, quite honestly, at the time. Yeah. And he said, I really like these guys. Let's go with them. So that really kind of 
set us on the trajectory of having big clients and budgets mm-hmm. and doing bigger business because that because Alpha Beta eventually became Ralph Supermarkets, oh, which eventually right? became Kroger Supermarkets, sure. and we kind of worked with them all along the way. Right. Ralph's then, as a client who we had for a couple of decades, was based in Compton and obviously one of the largest supermarket chains in Southern California. As a result, we ended up meeting and getting all kinds of business from other businesses in Los Angeles. It's why we ended up working with the Clippers for mm-hmm. so many years. Uh, we did a lot of work for the Los Angeles Times right. for a long time. Yeah. And ultimately, I started working for an organization as a client called uh, LA Inc., which eventually became the Los Angeles Convention and Visitors Bureau. Okay. And so I actually met the Los Angeles Visitors Bureau through my work that I was doing for Ralph's as a, as a okay, client. Okay, got you. That's where so, my next question was so, going to lead is how did, yeah, okay, wow. Every business is a relationship business, right? Yeah. You know, no matter what you do in life, it's who you meet along the way that ends up leading to something else, which is exactly what has happened in my life. You know, we're sitting here because of our relationship. Right. But, you know, the clients that I've had and the work that I continue to do is all because of people I've met along the way and respect and like and like the business and stuff like that. So you just kind of keep going. Talk about the transition from, you know, leaving the, you know, you're with the agency for 25 years. Yes. Right. Okay. 25 years at that company never felt that way because yeah. it was all, constantly it was, changing. Yeah, right. And I had to, you know, keep learning new categories of business. Yeah. So we had been working with Los Angeles Tourism. They were a great client. And honestly, I think just after a couple of decades of doing all kinds of other things, mm-hmm. I was enamored with travel because it wasn't a commodity. Mm. It was an experience. Mm. And I really loved how it affected people. Honestly, I know this sounds kind of no, out there, no, but, I love it. but you know, for so long, just doing a practical thing of selling a thing somehow travel became something like you're affecting people's lives. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, you know, travel brings joy to people. Sure. They get to explore and discover things that they've never thought of before. So it felt almost like there was a higher purpose in it. So I really liked that part of it. Right. As opposed to selling clipper seats yeah. or grocery, which I liked too, sure. but you know, there was, like I said, there was kind of a higher path in a yeah. way for me. So so I liked that. So we did that for a few years uh, at the agency, and and I wasn't really sure that that's the direction I would go. To be honest, when I when I so I left the agency, I, it was just time to do something new. Did my own consultancy for a while. I continued to work with LA Tourism as a client. Mm-hmm. We would do photo shoots. We'd do some web stuff, which is ultimately how I met the people at West Hollywood Travel and Tourism Board. I yeah. met them through those through my association with them. So you were working with the the LA Tourism. Right? right, which is the kind of the the overall umbrella, and then the LA tourism is then broken up into the way tourism bureaus work. Yeah, basically across the country and across the world. Yeah, is that they're funded typically through a TMD, which is stands for a tourism marketing district. Okay, and that TMD is funded from mm-hmm. hotels and businesses that benefit from the tourism industry. Okay, so anytime you go and stay in a hotel anywhere, there's a there's a tourism assessment that will be on the bill and it's anywhere from 1% to 5% probably. If I opened up a hotel, am yes. I obligated to pay that tax? Yes. That's- if, if you operate in a city that has it and most cities do. Sure. Okay. So, so yeah, if you, if as a hotel operator, uh-huh. you're obligated, it's just like 
our it's, restaurants. It's not a tax. It's a, we call it an assessment because okay. as, as opposed to a tax, which can be, which can be used for multiple uses, uh-huh. an assessment is earmarked sp- for a specific purpose. Oh, I got so you. So the, the tourism assessment is designed only for organizations like ours to help compel more tourism. Okay. Am I right in this analogy? Is your organization kind of like the advertising agency for West Hollywood? The short answer to that is yes. Uh-huh. I think it's our job to um, create awareness uh-huh. and interest in the destination. So yeah. if someone's interested in coming to LA, right. I want to grab them at their point of decision right. and say, you should be staying in West Hollywood. Right. This is where the action is. And similarly, Los Angeles does that with organizations like Visit California. Visit California is out there on a national and international scale going, hey, you're going to do a vacation. You should come to California. Look at all these great places we've got. Right. Okay. And then Los Angeles is there saying, hey, you made a decision to come to California. (laughs) Come to L.A. Right. And, you know, it kind of trickles down from there. There's one for the United States called Brand USA. Mm. And we're partners with Brand USA, and they're out doing massive work on an international basis to get more interest in international visitors coming to America. And it's all, you know, all of these things are funded through different ways. Is it so, all connected under one big umbrella? Are you guys all, you know, like, is it the, is it national, then state? Then it, it, it essentially is that. We, you know, we're called a DMO, a destination marketing organization, uh-huh. as is LA. But you don't run autonomously, right? You, you, you run under No, we the, do. You do, okay. Every organization runs according to its city's guidelines. Like our organization had to get approved by our city council. And because it is an assessment that is charged like a tax, it has to be approved by the city. Same in Los Angeles, same in California. California gets its funding from government funding, first of all. Mm -hmm. Um, They also get an assessment on uh, rental cars. So anybody who comes to California and rents a car Part of that fee goes to visit California's huh. efforts. Interesting. Ours is specifically from hotels. That's it. Not restaurants, not other businesses. We don't have members. So the bottom line for my organization is we are there to help the hotels fill up every night. Gotcha. So, Does the city council have any say in how you guys conduct business, or is it just really the relationship between you guys and the hotels? Well, the hotels is the are the main stakeholders, sure. I call them. But the city definitely has a voice because, again, back to we're building the brand of the city, Mm -hmm. right? So the city council is interested in how we're building that brand and that we're reflecting the true spirit of what the city stands for. And in West Hollywood, that's... That's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, it can be a lot. You know, I think it's probably a little different in other places or even Los Angeles as a whole. You know, it's easy to understand and capture the DNA or the essence of a bigger place. Uh uh, Because you just show, like San Francisco shows the Golden Gate Bridge. Los Angeles shows the Hollywood sign. Uh San Diego shows, um, you know, the beach. Uh For West Hollywood, you know, we don't have that. But you guys have the culture. You guys have this, like, yeah. huge culture. And and um, yeah. it's quite small, right? West Hollywood is two square miles? Yes. Which is unbelievable to me. Yeah. And in two me square too. miles, you have 21 hotels? Right. Which is also right. unbelievable to me. That's crazy. Yeah. Is there is that the most concentrated area of hotels in L.A.? Or is, is Beverly Hills got you beat or Santa Monica uh, or... I think our mayor used to say, West Hollywood has a footprint that is larger than its shoe size. 
And I always thought that was really interesting because it's true because <laughs> right. the, the indelible yeah. mark that West Hollywood leaves behind sure. is like, you think it's massive because it you've heard of all of these places. Right. You've heard of the Whiskey-A-Go-Go, the Comedy Store, yeah. the Roxy, the Troubadour, where right. Elton John had his first American concert. Viper Room. Um, yeah, the Viper Room. There's just so much iconic things that have happened in West Hollywood that, you know, people have heard about it mm-hmm. or... Yeah, the history is or, amazing. Or, or they have heard about it. They don't really know why it is, but, uh-huh. but once you start talking about it, they, they kind of get it. What, what's, a, what's a typical day in the life of a CMO for the West Hollywood tourism? What is it that you do every day, like your main responsibilities and, and just kind of how you go about spending your, your time working there? I'm responsible for every marketing facet that our organization puts forward. So anything that uh, is traditional, I'm doing air quotes around the word traditional, Mm -hmm. anything around traditional advertising, so digital ads, any of that kind of stuff that goes out to consumers, you know, we manage that. Anything that goes B2B, so we do a lot of B2B, meaning our organization talking to travel agents or travel counselors or travel organizations to get them to book into our hotel. So that is like a sales team we have and our sales team needs materials to go out there. So we put together those materials for them. We do a lot of work with the um, hotels directly, putting Mm -hmm. together promotions or programs for them. Do they come to you with ideas? Do you go to them? Is it, is it both ways? Is the doors open? Like, Hey, everybody. Yeah, it's really you know, it's like a team, you know, because there's only 21 hotels. So most of the general managers of the hotels are on our board of directors mm. and, and the directors of sales for all of those hotels are very close with us. So if we do a promotion, for example, on Expedia, all of our hotels are in on it. Right. If we do a, you know, we're doing something right now with TripAdvisor, all of our hotels are in on it. So we work really collaboratively with them. Before the pandemic, we worked with you on the Summer on Sunset. Mm-hmm. And that was a like a like a concert, like a mini, you know, where we had a bunch of different bands show up and Courtney Love was there and Dave Navarro was there and that Summer on Sunset was funded by an organization on the Sunset Strip called the Business Improvement District. So all of the businesses on the Sunset Strip mm-hmm. pay into an pay into a fund that is designed to improve business on the Sunset Strip. Wow. So that's where the funding for that event that you just talked about uh-huh. came from. Because the Sunset Strip Business Improvement District does on a street level mm-hmm. what I do for West Hollywood on a city level. Oh, I gotcha. They're, okay. they're there to make it a good place to work. Uh-huh. People are aware of it. Uh-huh. Good working conditions for the people who are there. Right. Keeping the street clean. Right. Keeping the whole place kind of going. Gotcha. So we did that concert with those cool rockers at the uh-huh. time just to um, yeah and then there was also a bunch of restaurants there sampling their right. food and right. which was it was a great it was a great uh also was it was done at the, the tower records parking lot right it was close it was, it was oh that's right it, it was right yeah, it was right, right over right there, but, there but yeah i mean all, all of these things are funded by these organizations that are designed to get more people there yeah and to make it look like a great place to work or have your business before the pandemic We did a number of jobs with you guys recording the events that were taking place, whether they be in a hotel or somewhere on Sunset. Then the pandemic hits. Your whole reason for being there is to get tourism, right? Mm -hmm. Get people from other places to come visit West Hollywood. The pandemic hits and it's like lockdown. 
what happens to the tourism board? What, what, how did you navigate through all of that? Yeah, I, I think there's probably... Because we're basically in our third year of our two-week lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully after this is going to be over. But um, yeah, no business was hurt harder than the tourism and hospitality industry, obviously. Yeah. Hotels closed altogether. I mean, nobody, nobody was going anywhere. Airlines were shut down. So none, none of that was happening. So, right, as you can imagine... All of, if our, all of our funding comes from an assessment on hotels, all of our funding dried up basically for a year. And thankfully, we had reserve funds that we were able to tap into to at least keep going. Um, but we did have to, you know, our staff was reduced by probably 80%. Wow. And, you know, still to this day just does you know, has never really recovered to that level. We'll, right. we'll see if it changes. But- you know, we kind of went down to bare bones, had very few things going on, especially at the beginning. And then as we started to understand what the pandemic was going to look like, then we started doing other marketing programs like staycations. Like, are you sick of being holed up in your house? Mm-hmm. Come stay in a hotel for a night. So was that OK to do? I, I mean, I don't remember. It was, with it, that. It, you know, <clears throat> yeah, because there was protocols for it, sure. you know. And hotels, it's not like they were massively staffed or anything. Right. But, you know, once people got a handle on, okay, what's, what can you do? What can't you do? Right. You know, it, it made sense for people to get out and either work from a hotel room. We have a lot of suites mm-hmm. in hotels. So they're like, hey, if you're sick of working at home, come work in a suite for a week. And, you know, we have room service. You don't have to leave your room. You don't have to be around other people, stuff like that. So, so if you can't fly somewhere, at least, right. hey, you got this place right in your backyard. Right. Take advantage of it. Yeah. Yeah. And also, you know, West Hollywood is famous for rooftop pools. Uh-huh. And uh, so some of them would start just doing day passes to the pool so that you could go out so people could get out and hang out outside and be out of their house. And, yeah. And so people were getting in the pool together. Wasn't there big restrictions against there was still, that? Or was there was it just... still the social distancing was still yeah. happening. Uh-huh. I mean, those rules they had to follow. But, sure. you know, I mean, these guys are just trying to survive. Right. right? So, right. you know, even if you have four people sitting out by the pool is better than you know, being shuttered altogether. Yeah. Was there anything that you guys learned from this pandemic that you kind of now have written into protocol for maybe, I, you know, hopefully there's not another pandemic, but if something like this were to happen, were there any learnings now that you have taken, taken with you that have maybe made things a little bit more robust in the way that you market? You know, that's a really good question. I don't, I don't know that we know those learnings yet, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. I know that during the pandemic, you know, the hotels just like everywhere, the great resignation, right? People are not going back to work. So the hotels are still having a hard time finding workers to come back in. Is that right? So today, right now. Right, right. It's a challenge. It's a challenge to get people. How are the hotels as far as occupancy goes? In West Hollywood, things are awesome because they have a great marketing team. Uh, but uh, <laughs> well, I know like- they are good. And businesses come back for us in a lot of ways. Yeah. So the good thing for Los Angeles, we had Super Bowl. In February, yep. which kickstarted kind of everything. Like we got through Omicron in in uh, December. Yep. And then once we were past that and it looked like things we were going to kind of come back. So, yeah, Super Bowl happens. Uh, that was crazy good for us. Then, you know, the Oscars came back and West Hollywood traditionally has lots of parties and becomes a real celebrity thing happening there. Sure. So that was helpful. Weather has been great. So that's helpful. People are ready to travel again Mm -hmm. or to get out. I don't Mm -hmm. know if, you know, travel, you know, the challenges still are internationally. 
international travel has not come back still. So you've been doing a lot of international traveling. Yeah, because out, you know, in West Hollywood, which is also kind of an anomaly for everywhere else, but like half of our visitors are from international locations. So in we what have way offices. Is it an anomaly because you got half the visitors are from. I, it's because a lot of places have international visitors, but not to the same degree that we do. And why so I is think that? West Hollywood just attracts an international crowd because of what it stands for. I gotcha. And, you know, we say it's like the quintessential Los Angeles experience. We yeah. call it the heart of LA. Mm -hmm. So people from across the world want to have an authentic LA experience. Right. And they, they get that in West Hollywood. And then they also get it at a beach because that's what they think, you know, it's sunshine and beach, but really, you know, sparkle that comes from celebrity, citing a celebrity uh -huh. and, and a hot restaurant that's just right. buzzy and, you know, interesting people watching. Right. And uh, going to the Earth Cafe right. and hopefully bumping into so-and-so. <laughs> yes, right. I think that's why it, um, you know, people the world over. Also, they read stories about this, you know, like celebrity culture, mm -hmm. like you see pictures of singers and actors walking into a restaurant in West Hollywood. So we get a lot of just PR just from stuff naturally happening there. What's the vibe out there when you're traveling? I know you, you know, you traveled to Dakar, you were in London, you're in France, you're in Italy, you're all over the board. What do you do when you're out there, when you're in Dakar and you're representing West Hollywood? What, what are you doing out there? You, you get off the plane, you check in your bags. What's next? <laughs> Hopefully a cocktail or yeah. a good dinner. Uh, <laughs> Which is usually the case, right? <laughs> yes. uh, who are you meeting you with? Know, so in all of these locations, yeah. we have representing representation offices. Okay. So we have people in those destinations that work for us identifying media and travel trade. These are like ambassadors. They're they're like agencies, like okay. companies that do this. Okay. Um so they identify business B2B meetings travel agents that we should be meeting with. They also set up media meetings for us. So uh, we do sorry, a lot what, of- what, what kind of travel agent? Like a guy, like a, a travel agent that I would call and say, hey, I'm gonna go stay West Hollywood, hook me up in a hotel, or is uh, it a- is it a, On is a it larger a scale, okay. on a larger scale, like a broker. Like not a, like, you know, you talk about a realtor who might represent a few houses, sure. or you talk about a broker who would represent an entire office gotcha. of those people. So okay. we're talking about more a broker. Okay. A travel, travel organizations, and internationally, these are bigger than they are here even because people like going to someone to book their travel. So we do a lot of events. We do a lot of dinners. We do, you know, again, making relationships, meeting people. And what are you doing? And, like, are you showing things? Are you yeah. showing videos and decks and presentations? Yes, all okay. of those things. We show videos. We go through our hotel community, explain to them exactly what we have to offer, mm -hmm. what hotels are at what rates. If you're mm -hmm. looking for this kind of experience, what do you get? If you're looking for this kind of experience, what do you get? Right. So, you know, really education, education and ex exciting them about places. Then also media meetings. So we, we meet with media all over the world, basically. Okay. And that'll be journalists or publications that oh, gotcha. are, are writing travel blogs right. or that are writing travel stories in their magazines or wanting to profile the latest whatever. Are they quoting you? Are you bringing them stories that they then go write about? Or yeah. is it just interviews with you and your team? It's interviews. Mm -hmm. I'll do this. I'll do a podcast with somebody. Oh, okay. uh, I, in fact, I just did one in London. Oh, wow. And they just said, tell us about West Hollywood. How is it different than Hollywood? 
who do I see there? What's the place to stay? So, uh-huh. you know, I mean, it's just doing stuff like this. Just. How do you do that when somebody asks you what's the place to stay? It's like, well, I got 21 hotels that you should stay at. I mean, you obviously can't single out. I right. Mean, or Right. I say you can't go wrong with, with any place. But if you're True. looking for more of a nightlife experience, then the Sunset Strip is close to these things. Yeah. If you're looking for more of a Hollywood experience, staying closer down there mm-hmm. is, is, is a better option. You're looking more for a quaint little Right. And if boutique-y. you're traveling with, you know, your husband or wife and uh, you want that kind of experience, mm-hmm. then that's something different. If you want a really elevated experience, you know, I mean, there's there's a lot of differentiation. What's the vibe out there when you're when you're traveling around? Do you feel like it's all coming back? Would you say we're 80 percent back, 90 percent back better than we were? I mean, what, what, what's the all of the reports that I see have us back to 2019 levels, 2019 before the pandemic mm-hmm. uh, in 2023, late 23, 24. So you'll be back to 2019 levels, levels in 2023, late 2023, early 2024. Right. I got you. And I think that domestic is back, probably 80%. International is not back. And that's because we still, to come to America, you still have to test Mm -hmm. negatively to get here within 24 hours of arriving. I I just went to Canada and I had to test before I got on the plane. It's kind of a hassle, right? You know, I mean, I I think it's just another deterrent that just says it's not completely safe yet. Especially when there was no signs guiding you where to go or what to do. And it was in the middle of a parking structure and it was... You know, it's still it's still with us yeah, from from that standpoint. But like I said, I think for West Hollywood, our occupancy, you asked me earlier, you know, we're in the 70s to 80s, okay. 70 to 80%. During the pandemic, we were like maybe 5%, yeah. right? You so know, that's good. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, you know, overall business is is healthier than I thought it would be at this time. What are some of the things that you're looking to do from a marketing standpoint that maybe are different than you did in the past? Or is there something that you're kind of sinking your teeth into of, of how to market West Hollywood a little differently? Yeah, I mean, I think that this is just my personal, this is, this is just me talking about what I see in the sure. industry. I feel like, and this is true probably across a lot of different industries, is once somebody sees something being successful or going well for, for somebody else, they start doing it. So I think my industry is particularly adept at going, ooh, they did that like that, let's do that. Mm-hmm. So I think you see a lot of tourism campaigns that just involve pretty pictures of the place, people laughing, having cocktails, running, you know, it's just all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. West Hollywood is different because people who come, research tells us, they come for the vibe. Yeah. And, you know, to, to try and describe the vibe, I can't do that by just showing something. I right. Gotta, try and evoke a feeling. Right. So I've decided that that it really comes from the people mm-hmm. there. And so that's what we're doing. We're really profiling people that either come there or have built their business there Makes or sense, have yeah. been inspired by the place yeah. because you see that and then you want to either have a piece of that right. or understand more right. why they are feeling that way. Yeah. So so that's really where I'm at is making is sure more, that that uniqueness resonates with people and, and, right. and really Showing that uniqueness, really exploiting, not exploiting in a bad way, but exploiting that uniqueness. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and, uh, you know, doing it through a human connection as opposed to pictures. and. Yeah. I mean, I think those things are good too, because sure. I think they evoke a, an emotional response, but I think that there's something deeper. Yeah. You know, so. Well, that's awesome, man. Uh, again, 
I appreciate you coming in and, and spilling the beans about everything here. This is really cool. Good to see you, Marcus. Yeah, it's good to see you too, dude. And I hope we can do this again when you guys are at 100% occupancy and and you've got some cool profiles that we can uh, we can talk about. Yeah, yeah. We'll come up and stay one All of right these days. On. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you. I'll tell you something about Jeff. When it all hits the fan, you definitely want a guy like him in your corner. He's able to remain calm under pressure, assess the situation, and come up with a thoughtful, strategic plan of attack. He has been a terrific mentor and an incredible friend. I hope you enjoyed our talk. And if you live around the LA area and you're looking for a fun place to hang, I would highly encourage you to go visit West Hollywood. You'll find some of the best restaurants, the most on-trend places to shop, the most amazing clubs to explore, and some of the sexiest hotels in the world to stay at. Thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit subscribe. It will cost you nothing and ensure that you get every latest episode of Added Up. Added Up is sponsored by the American Advertising Federation of Orange County and has been brought to you by Campsite Media House. Our podcast is produced at West Entertainment in Irvine, California and recorded by Andrew Maltese, edited by Brandon Ruda, and produced by Chris DeGeners and me, Marcus Vadas. <laughs> <laughs>